Today's sponsor is Audible.com, who has more than 180,000 audiobooks and spoken word audio products. Get a free audiobook of your choice at www.audibletrial.com slash Trending Topics with BB. Hello and welcome to another rousing edition of Trending Topics with BB. I am your humble host, Brooke Brown, hence the BB. First and foremost, I'm doing shout outs to all of you that are finding this podcast. I really appreciate it. And if you haven't visited bbmediaindustries.com slash trending topics with BB to get all the links to wherever you would listen to this, whether it's iOS, Android, certain radio that you can listen to on your iOS or Android, please log on there. And speaking of iTunes for iOS, if you're listening to this intro and have a few minutes or seconds, please subscribe on iTunes and leave a rating, preferably of the five-star kind, and that will help this podcast be found by other listeners. And if you're on Stitcher in your car or on your Android device, please do the same as well. Just leave a good rating and a comment that helps this podcast be found by other listeners. Now, moving on to what this podcast episode is about, I currently have been on a role of interviewing DJs and producers out of the Cold Harbor family, and I will be interviewing Mike Effects. We talk about kind of his origin story uh, with classical training to where he is today and talk about trance music and house music and kind of the sound he has developed within the Cold Harbor family. So without giving any more away, I give you my interview with Mike Effects. Well, thanks, Mike, for, for joining me on my podcast. I know we've been trying to do this for a while, but, it, you know, <laughs> life happens. Oh, not a problem. Not a problem. It's a, it's a pleasure. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> so um, that's kind of like for the listeners out there that kind of don't know, could you uh-huh. tell kind of in a, I don't know, Cliff Notes version of kind of, um, I know I've been following your career for a while, but like, Kind of where you how you got to be Mike Effects now and kind of oh wow why you, um, yeah well well it all began when I was like three years old you know I started you know my parents would give, you know take me to music school and I was just kind of you know started learning the piano and uh, you know just composition overall you know just it just started at a young age you know music was in my life so I always just built on it and built on it. Um, I, uh, you know, and then just grew up with it. And then one day, just, you know, dance music took over, you know, and I just started going with it. So I would say, you know, it's been pretty much it after that, you know. So I just pretty much brought all my, you know, classical training, all my, you know, musical skills to the dance world, pretty much, you can say. And, uh, you know, just created the Mike Effects uh, project. Awesome. And so that's. That's interesting because I've actually mm-hmm. been talking to other DJs and producers. A lot of them don't really come from a classical musical training. Uh-huh. They kind of like teach themselves. And True. being a musician myself, do you think that mm-hmm. has helped or hindered you with the whole crossover into dance? Well, oh no, no, it, it definitely helps. It, it it cuts your work in half. I mean, I know I know that like you know music production in general, especially in the genre, it's it's. I would say it's become more easier for people who aren't musically trained. You know, there's a lot of, it's just a lot of tutorials nowadays. It's, everything's digital. Everything's more automatic. And 
you know, back when we started, everything was manual. I mean, just to get one or two sounds out, you'd have to, you know, spend hours at times to get it right. But now it's just so much easier. So I think for me, it's even it even got even easier with technology, you know. So it's like if I can apply my musical knowledge to, you know, the technology world nowadays, so all the programs and everything, it's, it just makes it a lot simpler, a lot easier to, you know, come up with melodies and easier to write songs and understand notes and all that stuff. So, yeah, it definitely helps big time right and mm-hmm. like what drew you to dance music out of business um, like well you know it's funny i earlier on like you know i would say about my early teens i was more into rock i was like into classic rock and stuff in the early 90s when the nirvana program era but and then you know i just kind of i got older and just you know a lot of my friends were listening to dance music you know back in the days it was like the Robert Miles era, you know, the early dance music USA, you know, 95, 96, that time. And uh, I just kind of, I liked it and just kind of kept on with it. And then eventually I got more serious with it and, you know, went from the listener to the producer to the DJ, you know, it's kind of progressed over the generation and just liked it. I didn't see myself taking it anywhere else as far as music goes. (laughs) Right. And did it, did you start out, you know, back then we really didn't have like the classification of subgenres that we do now. So no. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you? I mean, I, now you're you're known for like trance, you know, and being mm-hmm. part of Cold Harbor. But what kind of, uh-huh. in terms of doing dance music, did the evolution get you to where oh. you are now? Oh, oh wow. Um, well, as a DJ, you know, I. I started back in 98, I want to say. I was DJing, and I started from, like, hard house roots. You know, I would play a lot of hard house, a lot of, even hard trance at times. So there was a lot of, like, 140, 145, sometimes, you know, like, really hard style. You know, back then it was more popular because everything was at a higher BPM than today. And then um, I remember back in 05 is when I saw Marcus live for the first time at Love Parade in San Francisco. And... uh at, I think after that night, I became progressive. You know, that like that sound just drew me out, and I just slowly I started embracing that Cold Harbor sound, and you know, and then just kind of built it up from there. But yeah, I, do, I would definitely say Hard House was my beginning route. Right, and mm-hmm. like from that experience, what see Marcus Live made you like flip back? That, well, I think well, it fit. You know, I I think the whole melodic side of it. You know, because I was kind of a, I was kind of tired of that real like banging all the time, that hard you know kicking stuff. And I was kind of I was like, you know what? Why can, how can I put? And see, that's where my classical stuff came in. I was like, well, what can I put more melody into things? Where can I add more? You know, just more like depth. You know, instead of just hardcore stuff. And you know, just that sound really drew me out. You know, the the old Marcus, the old Cold Harbor sound that real, you know, that kind of that German bass feel, you know, that dark, you know, it just, it, it grabbed me and I just like, you know what, I'm going to go with this. And then, and then I just built on it and then pretty much made it my own version of it, you know. Right. And mm-hmm. so it's starting with house and more the hard style. Was that mm-hmm. just out of popularity and what was happening at the time? Yeah, kind of. I mean, yeah, we used to, well, I used to throw, like, underground raves with my friend. 
um, cause we used to do a little radio show, me and him back in, uh, like 2000, 2001. And, uh, you know, that was kind of the popular genre, you know, we used to, it's like happy hardcore, and, you know, we're with the Candy Kid era. So we would always play that stuff, you know, on vinyl and, uh, you know, it was just one of those, it was just like the normal genre that everybody was into, so we all kind of played it, you know. Right. So, mm-hmm. And do you, to kind of, or to like nowadays and kind of the argument that people have is the fact that people are saying that trance is, re, you know, it's like resurging. But in my mm-hmm. opinion, it never went away because I've been a fan of trance for years. Sure. Right? Uh, I think why, it's when it, mm-hmm. Well, my question is, why do you think that there's always been like, the, I don't know, music has its cycles, but why do you think uh-huh. that there's like that belief that trance left? Well, you know, I think at one point, it's at least it seemed to me that trance seemed like it I mean it never died it was always around there was always fans there was always DJs you know that perform it but I, I think it kind of went into the shadows in a way because that whole EDM boom when it came out it kind of like overclouded everything but the people that really knew their music the people that came from you know older generations that knew their stuff they still kind of kept that going but I think it just over time I think you know just this, the new stuff started getting old so people were trying to look for something new and uh, luckily for, you know, like events, promoters like Insomniac and these guys, you know, they have the ability to, you know, change the flow, you know, change change what the scene, you know, hears. So I think, you know, just with the help of people that knew trance and all that, I think it kind of made it a little bit more available. Because, you know, now people are into, you know, they got the dream state happening and, you know, and all this other, you know, trancey events. But... I just think it kind of came out more to the surface, you know, because people were looking for something new, you know. They got tired of the, you know, that kind of that dubstep era and then kind of that trap era. So, I mean, I feel it kind of, you know, it is kind of coming back. You know, it's it's more exposed to the, you know, like mass media than it used to be. But but right. I, never, I, I, I agree with you, though. I don't think it died. I know it never did. People think it did, but... Right. So to kind of go back to what you mentioned and you know the whole Cold Harbor sound, like uh-huh. today is in Cold Harbor Day, and I've been trying to listen to uh-huh. that all day, and I think yours comes up pretty soon. Yeah. So uh-huh. yeah. So in terms, what 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 do you other than like for those that are in trance and you know have uh-huh. everybody has their own favorite label, I I would say, uh-huh. um, or label they tend to. For those listeners out there that are haven't really heard much of the Cold Harbor sound, how right. would you describe it to Cold Harbor? Them? Well, like you know, like any other style, you know, Cold Harbor the the sound itself has evolved a lot, and it you know it has to. And I, I mean, I want to say it's kind of there, there's different aspects of it. You know, there's that dark, that melodic kind of that, that kind of almost like that haunting, like deep feel, and then there's that really Big room, you know, Anthony with big sense kind of sound. So it's kind of has, it took like a more diverse form than it used to be. You know, it was mostly, before it was mostly darker styles, like more progressive, you know, but now I think it's kind of, um, you know, Anthony melodic, but it's not, I, I don't want to say it's super, super trancey, but it's more like an aggressive, 
big room kind of progressive sound, you know? I think that's, right. that's you know, that's kind of what it's becoming right now. And how would you describe, like, your production for mine, Cold Harbor? Well, mine, see, my, my idea is to, you know, obviously, I want to incorporate techno into the Cold Harbor sound. That's my goal. You know, I want to bring techno. Because I know, I mean, techno's been around for, I mean, longer than many, many genres. But I just want to kind of bring that sound into Cold Harbor because I, I think it fits. You know, it fits really well. You know, the way... Just the way techno flows, I think it fits really well with that Cold Harbor trancey melodic feel. You know, so that's kind of what I try to do. You know, so I'm I'm trying to bring that in more and more. You know, right. where it still sounds Cold Harbor, but it's techno as well. It's kind of like, you know, that that real Berlin techno sound. You know, so that's kind of my goal as 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 my identity as as a producer. Right, and mm-hmm. do you think that like with your training and just kind of knowing a little mm-hmm. bit more in the music theory and kind of behind mm-hmm. it, is that mm-hmm. kind of also kind of why you want to introduce like a another sound? Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. I pretty much just want to mold something together. Like, I want to mold genres together, you know? Because I, I know that, you know, like, if you, I don't know, if you just get stuff that makes sense to you, I mean, listening to the music for so long, you can kind of grab things and say, okay, this makes sense and that makes sense. How about I put them together? And, like, I'm just trying to make something unique, you know, but yet fits into the people that like Cold Harbor, that Cold Harbor sound, you know. I want I just, just something new to the table. And that way people can have a better variety. Right. So, yeah. mm-hmm. other than, like, for mm-hmm. people that haven't, We'll have a chance to go see you know, like see your productions and and kind of mm-hmm. figure it out. What do you see the future for kind of your sound mm. and, and Cold Harbor? Mm. Well, Cold Harbor is it's hard to say. I mean, uh, I mean, it's just evolving. You know, there's you know so many good talented artists that right now that are part of it, and it's the whole team. I mean, everyone's just kind of really rocking out right now. So. I mean, as far as I go, I mean, I'm, you know, I'm thinking, you know, I'm going to just try to bring in that techno sound, you know, just try to really bring it in. That real, I mean, as Marcus describes it, after hours, the rabbit hole sound, you know, that's just kind of my goal. So, I mean, I don't know what the other artists have in mind, but I think, you know, Cold Harbor is just going to evolve. I think, you know, it'll get more attached to that darker sound, I think, still. So, I, I you know, so far it's been good. The journey. So. And I know you have. Well, you you had mentioned that you're you have your own radio show, or you're going to start your own radio show. I uh, yes, yeah, I'm going to start my own podcast pretty soon. I'm just waiting on the on a few things to come through, but yeah, I already have everything ready. Um, everything set. I just gotta wait for the confirmation, and I'll I'll start doing my monthly podcast. I was going to do it every week, but it's going to be a monthly one. So well, people can are you gonna start it. incorporating kind of your ideas into the podcast? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. And even even now, you know, with all my mixes, like if you guys, if you know, people hear my mixes on Mixcloud, they can kind of tell where I I kind of mix the techno and the trance together. So eventually, and I'm just gonna try to, you know, kind of bring that out more. Some of that that other sound that people aren't exposed to as much, you know, especially the people who like the mass, 
you know, mostly on the masses. Because I know a lot of the underground people that listen to underground music, they kind of know that style more. So I'm just going to try to, you know, just bring that up to surface, introduce people to something new. Maybe they can, you know, right. you know they'll like it. So that's kind of the goal for the show. Awesome. So, I, like I, you just said that you're waiting on some things. So, when do you, when are you projected to launch your your show and your podcast? It should be within two months at least. Yeah, I need about two oh, months to to, to okay. finish everything up. Yeah, it's kind of. I'm thinking maybe like fall. It's probably like October. I'll I'll probably officially start it up. Um, oh, okay. So, yeah, and then after that, it'll just be you know. I'll see how it goes, and then maybe I'll make I'll do it twice a month. See how nice. Depending on how popular it gets. <laughs> right. Well, that that asks the question. Kind of, I've I've asked this to others. Do you think there's an oversaturation with everybody having podcasts and and radio shows, or do you think it's just? I mean, um. Well, I think it's not as special as it used to be. You know. You know, since, you know, everyone can get their hands on some type of a broadcasting station, you know, like a online radio, everyone can pretty much almost have their own radio show. So it's, it's kind of lost its, like, uniqueness. But, but at the same time, it's good, you know, I mean, everyone's bringing their own variety, everyone's bringing their own, you know, sound and what they think is good and whatever, you know, it's like, so I think it's good, but I don't think it's as special as it used to be. Whereas, you know, right. like, oh, like, they would say, oh, that DJ's got a radio show. Oh, my God, you know, like, even back when the state of trance was not, like, barely coming out and, you know, and you couldn't get your radio show unless you were a big timer. So, I mean. I was just I, I mean, I, I listened to mm-hmm. multiple radio shows. I was mm-hmm. just curious. Uh-huh. I was just, it just seems like everybody has a show. It's hard to keep up with everybody's episodes and stuff. Yes. You know what I mean? It is. It is. I don't even. I don't even try keeping up anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's why I'm so gonna. Do, I'm gonna do mine, and I'm gonna just focus on mine and global DJ broadcast. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so I know you're you're in the studio, um, uh-huh. so I don't want to keep you too much, but no. I did want to you know kind of catch up and, and let the listeners out there kind of know a little bit more about Mike Effects and. and uh huh. You know your association with Cold Harbor and everything. So, other than the radio show, are you just producing right now? Any any plans for your own artist album? Um, no. Well, the thing is, I haven't done an artist album in over maybe ten years now. Um, I did two before it was independently released, but um, I just right now at the moment I just got you know I got a bunch of just projects ready to go. You know, I know my studio was kind of down for the last month, so. I have a lot of work backed up, so within this year, I'm just gonna just try to, you know, just get, just put music out there. Um, as far as an artist album, I haven't planned on one yet, but maybe, maybe soon, you know, maybe I could do it in a year or two. Um, other than that, just, you know, just keep doing that and then, you know, start, you know, DJing here and there, you know, I gotta, I still gotta launch my full gig schedule as well, so, but yeah, just, you know, for the most part, I just want to get some stuff done now, so people should expect some good releases coming out within this year. So, awesome! Mm-hmm. Right. Well, yeah. Like I said, I don't want to keep you too long, and, and I do want to catch mm-hmm. your set on um, the Cold mm-hmm. Harbor Day. So, cool. For mm-hmm. just want to let the listeners know before where can we find you online? 
Mm-hmm. Well, what was that? Uh, where can we find you online? Uh, like Facebook or Twitter? Oh, I, yeah. I know oh, my fan page is always, you know, my fan page is always around. So, Mike, you know, Facebook.com slash MikeFX um, official, you know, or just MikeFX, just type it in, you know, or, um, I mean, pretty much any portal you can find me, you know, videos on YouTube, Google me, you know, I got plenty of stuff. I mean, people, I mean, I'm sure the people who are listening to Cold Harbor and Marcus that, you know, my name's not strange. <laughs> right. You know, so, but the people that don't, yeah, I mean, just, just Google Mike Sachs and just, you know, find me everywhere. I mean, I'll, on my fan page, on my Facebook, I post updates. You know, I'm going to start posting more, you know, as I start doing the podcast too. So I'm going to just, you know, start throwing mixes out there for people and, you know, just try to really spread out the sound as much as I can. So. Awesome. Well, again, mm-hmm. I want to thank you for joining me on my podcast. And uh, we will definitely talk again in the future. Sure, sure, Brooke. Sounds good. I appreciate it. Have a good night. You too. Thanks, Rick. All right, bye. Mm